Okay, so, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very, very, very special edition of The Experience with Michael Aaron Gossetis, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show. So today is a very special edition because I have jerry-rigged a very, 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 very cheap and untrustworthy system to actually simulcast this broadcast at the same time. So I'm going to try and get used to looking in the camera and speaking at the same time because I'm no longer in the confines of my closet, as you guys might see. Now, if you are tuning in and you have seen some of my previous podcasts and you know that I always go on about podcasting in the closet, well, it's right there. Um, For those of you on the podcast you can't see, I just opened up my closet door, (laughs) so... This is the closet right here that I usually podcast in Um, because I just have like this warm womb-like comfort feeling whenever I am inside of that closet that I feel like I can speak my mind and say whatever I got to say. I'm pretty naked right now because um, like on some of the other podcasts that I do, I usually have like a green screen behind me, but here you can see my good old um, old glory here and uh, I got a Mr. Thompson on the wall. I got my Trump 2020 makeshift sign because, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to go buy a bumper sticker when you're not making enough money to go out and buy a bumper sticker. So you can't, you got to do with what you got. And God gave me some artistic abilities. So I decided to go ahead and make my own. Ha, go ahead and laugh at it if you want. It's okay because I love it and I'm secure with it. But anyways, so yeah, this is, um, this is a different broadcast for me for the experience and if you're tuning in on any of the podcasts out there in podcast land um you can go to my website which currently is the experience podcast.wordpress.com if you're interested in seeing a, a very very you know makeshift kind of shifty shift adam shift kind of page no just kidding I wouldn't lie to you guys like that. I wouldn't insult your intelligence like that man did to all the Americans who would believe him. And I'll leave it there. Um, But um, I'll, I'll probably try and post a link to this. In fact, right now, this video is running live on my, um, I have several YouTube accounts. I have several Go Ogle accounts. Go Ogle, actually. Go Ogle. Go Ogle, because that is what Google does. They go Ogle you. Um, I have, like, probably three or four at last count, and I think only two of them have, like, active YouTube accounts. So um, they both used to be just personal, like, YouTube accounts. Uh, By the way, welcome to the experience with Michael Aaron Gossetis, if I didn't say that, but... Um, they both have, um, uh, they are just personal, like, uh, Michael Aaron Casadis or Michael Casadis or whatever. They were just where I posted, like, videos of, like, myself doing, like, um, poetry, um, some, uh, there's a couple of book readings that I did on that, on those channels, um, whenever I was out in the circuit and, you know, just a bunch of other things. Uh, the one that this one is currently live streaming on, however, um, that one is currently marked as Mr. C because whenever I'm doing the Q and a holes podcast, I like to, uh, chat 
and um, I used to have it as like the American aggregate and then before that it was the root of many returns of course for those of you who know any of my work um, the root of many returns is my website for my writing so that's the root of many returns.com the domain is currently expired and um, I'm hoping I'll get some money soon so this way I can renew it and this way Hermes doesn't buy it like they bought my Virgo Grey Press website a few years ago um, VirgoGreyPress.com was bought off by Hermes um, I spent like what 50 bucks a year to keep that domain um, like uh, tied to my website and then after it expired and they bought it up, they tried to sell it back to me for like thousands of dollars because content is king on the internet. And Hermes could never get as much content as I put on there. They just put a whole bunch of their bags on there and stuff like that and um, decided that it was worth something. So anyways, um, hopefully I'll have the root of many returns dot com back up. Um, soon um, so that this way I can go ahead and make sure that I retain that domain because that's the name of my blog and on that blog I just post like you know poetry and short stories and other type of writings um, I think in its next incarnation I will probably post a whole lot more things um, including more polemic type things and more personal um, opinion type blogs because uh, I was really dedicating it just to the writing uh, and stuff like that and um, the next incarnation of the root of many returns is going to have so many different factors to it um, because I'm revamping the entire page you'll see why I'll be able to incorporate everything that is Michael Aaron Gossett onto that page it's going to be stunning um, other than that um, you can visit theexperiencepodcast.wordpress.com and I'll have a link to this um, I was going to actually do this live stream on my secondary Michael Gossett's YouTube which has some poetry and stuff like that because the current one Mr. C is quickly becoming specifically for um, you know um, political and news analysis type chatter as opposed to uh, like um, the experience podcast for example and I'd like to think that if I do an experience podcast uh, simulcast in the future or video accompanied with podcast in the future um, that it'll go on that YouTube page as opposed to the Mr. C web page or YouTube page and I want to keep those separate I like to compartmentalize my projects because because they can all incorporate together, but at the end of the day, as the bad girls like to say, um, they have nothing to do with each other. So um, I have a new chat book that has just been released too, actually, now that I'm thinking about my art and my life not incorporating together. The new chat book is entitled Severance, Poems from a Dystopian America. Um, it is a chat book, so it is not a complete publication of, you know, a thousand pages. Uh, chat book uh, generally is going to be a very minimal and brief publication. So I think this one has under 40 pages. And Severance Poems from a Dystopian America is my uh, patriotic poetry that I wrote um, when I was, um, you know, raging against the machine that is America. Um, and American politics and government for what they were doing 
Um, and that's for the time because I think anyone could look at or pick up my chat book today and they could totally think that it applies 100,000% to our current political and current event situation, which I mean, honestly, it does. And um, that's why I decided to release it. Um, it's a supplement to my actual publication, my collection of poetry, which is called The Vanishing Poet. So 2020 this year, I had three poetry publications. I had two chapbooks and one collection. Two chapbooks, about 40 pages or less each, and then the collection's about 100 pages. Um, the first collection was called um, Poems from the Edge of Forever. And that was poetry that, interestingly enough, was reflective a lot of a personal isolation and um, the whole COVID situation that came out in March. And that one was published, I believe, in maybe May or June, if not earlier. Um, that that one, that entire publication is kind of reflective of our entrance into the um, COVID situation. And then I published the book, my collection of poetry, which is over 100 pages or so, uh, entitled The Vanishing Poet. And then finally, now I am releasing or have released my final poetry publication for 2020. And that is called Severance poems from a dystopian America. And the interesting thing about the Severance publication is that a lot of the poems that I published at that time, a lot of the poems that I wrote that are in this publication were actually written during the Bush era of 2000s. So we're talking like, you know, 99 to like 05, 06. Most of them were written about 03, 04, 05, like right in that pocket of time. And they totally, 100% fit in with what's going on today. It's weird. It's like they're almost timeless in that fact. Now, that's not to say that in 50 years, they'll still be timeless. I mean, they might be dated by then because after all, the Federal Reserve will be gone by then. The IRS will be gone by then. Our government will be fixed by then. You know, I don't believe that. I don't subscribe to the notion that um, things have always gotten away the way that they are. And so they're going to continue to go that way. I do not subscribe to that notion whatsoever at all. In fact, I don't think that I became aware of such thing as, as politics and current events just to sit on my laurels and let it stay as it is. I think um, I've put enough thought and action into changing that uh, to actually see some sort of outcome that's like not that's not status quo if that makes sense um, so um, currently because this is the realm that I work in as a writer and an artist um, if you want to pick up my book um, my chat book um you can get that on Amazon, Blah. but um, that is where it is available. So um, check it out. Severance Poems from a Dystopian America by Michael Aaron Cossidis. That's me. Um, of course, your humble host. And um, so that kind of takes us straight into today's, into today's topic. So um, I've been trying to decide what I want to talk about. I know in the last two, um, the last one, two part podcast, um, I was kind of talking about the, um, uh, 
large corporate media outlets as well as social media. And um, that was the doomsday legacy, uh, talking about the legacy that they're leaving behind as individuals um, who've decided to press a certain type of news and a certain type of story, which is, in fact, misinformation or um, not enough information or nothing coherent enough for your average American to really uh, want to grasp to understand or to even grasp to understand um, that they, they have left this kind of legacy behind, which is treason. I mean, it's all treason, really. Like, what what they have done is they have taken it upon themselves to um, deceive and mislead the American public in regards to uh, vital information that they could use to make a decision to direct the course that um, our lives in this country will take, which is what America is all about. Like, we are the ones who govern here. We are the ones who uh, decide the course of our life not the politicians and not our president. In fact, they are our servants. And I think I got crass enough in the last podcast to call them our bitches. And I went back and I listened to it and I was kind of like, I don't really like to give off that kind of like energy, you know, in regards to like uh, the way that we view our, you know, politicians or people and just people, you know, like I don't want to come off like I think like that about people like obviously I'm not into classism or anything like that but I mean I mean that's what they are like they're they're public servants who are representing who we are um, and representing our voice and what we say so no literally like they are (laughs) they are our bitches Um, sorry I'm laughing because um, I just adjusted my mic onto screen so this way people can see (laughs) This is exactly how I record. Um, I have a very fancy, fancy, expensive microphone. It's called the iPhone 11. And I have it jerry-rigged so this way I can speak into it like it's an actual microphone. Um, This is actually my first iAnything. Like, I'm not a Mac subscriber. I don't like i. I don't like Apple. I don't like Mac. Um, Mac, I think, is very useful for graphic designs and those types of applications. Um, But I rely on myself. If you can see my magnificent Trump 2020, like, little sign here. I have, you know, I have exceptional... I have exceptional advertising and design artistic skills, right? It's like actually very shitty, but, um, I don't, I don't really rely on like, um, you know, softwares and stuff like that because I'm really not good at it. So anyways, um, so, uh, kind of like, kind of like where my thoughts are going for this podcast. Cause I really wanted to do a third part to the doomsday legacy uh, because in part one is as brief as it was, um, I talked about, um, social media and how they played a part in this doomsday legacy, even though ultimately their legacy is going to be mass communications for the human race, human race, not the black race, not the white race, not the brown race, not the red race, race, not the yellow race, not the white race, not the black race, the human race. Okay. Um, so that was their role in that is just, you know, they're um, aiding and abetting people who are committing treason against the country. And if you really understand what the country that we live in, America, is about and what it stands for, we're the last bastion of actual freedom, meaning free will, meaning freedom to decide, meaning uh, able to, 
you know, to like track your own course and your own personal history kind of thing. Like, that's what I mean by freedom. I mean, we could talk about it someday on a deeper level if we wanted to get into that philosophy and stuff like that. But um, if you think about it, in other countries, not the pseudo-socialist countries of the European you know, area, but like, you know, China, um, the Middle East, um, a lot of Asia. I mean, you're looking, and even South America in some parts, you're looking at communist run countries. You're looking at uh, countries that are run by hardcore socialism, um, socialism that is so bad that it will crash entire economies. We're talking about like Venezuela here. Um, Venezuela, who also lent us their, you know, software for voting this past election. <laughs> this past election is actually, we've most likely been using the same software since, you know, Hugo Chavez had it able to market and make a profit off of it, which was probably, interestingly enough, he used capitalistic means. You know, that's why I, I tend to think that, you know, there is a certain sect of people who created these isms that were just used to divide us because ultimately it's about dividing those who would unite against a common evil. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I don't want to get too far into that because today I'm already kind of like, woo, you know, I've had a little bit of that truth serum. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of not minding that I'm talking a little bit more political than I normally would. And plus I'm also on the podcast um, that is simulcasting. So it's getting me a little going. It's getting me going a little. Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A trick of the eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get a trick of the eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name, A Trick of the Eyes, by Michael Aaron Casares. Okay, so I wanted to go into the third section of the Doomsday Legacy, but I'm not going to do that today. Uh, the second section was the um, what would be called the mainstream media, um, and that is what it is. But I just don't like to use that term to fresh audiences because I think it's jaded. I think it's over it's overdrawn to the point that people are kind of like eh, the mainstream media, like you know, tinfoil hat if you say mainstream media, or you know, racist if you say mainstream media. But um, the overwhelmingly large majority of large conglomerate media publications in newspaper and in news and in current events, local and national, on cable or on regular TV, which doesn't really exist anymore, um, those guys, you know, all the big media outlets, newspaper to magazine to TV to cable news, etc. Um, that would have been the second arm of this legacy media. 
Um, the third arm of the legacy media that I want to get into, and maybe I'll do it in the next episode, um, is actually the entertainment media. So we're talking Hollywood. Um, we're talking um, fashion. Uh, we're talking TV um, and even down to video games. But I couldn't really get too much into video games because I... <laughs> I'm I'm a nerd, but I'm not that big a nerd. Like, I stopped gaming when I was 15 after I beat Tomb Raider 1 on you know, PlayStation. Before there was a PlayStation 1, 2, 3, or 4, just PlayStation. I played Tomb Raider, beat it, and then I was done with it. And I stopped playing games until I was... Meh, 27 or 8, and my ex got me into gaming again. And I'm not, like, a huge gamer, but, like, there's, like, one or two games that I'll play just to kind of, you know, unwind. Um, but it's nothing that I do, like, on the daily basis, and it's never more than, like, no, never more than an hour or so, if I ever do. But anyways, enough of that. Um, I have other things to do with my time. I'm, my time is much more consumed by other things. Um... Right now, what's really sitting on my mind is what to do, what to happen, what to be whenever they figure out everything that's going on with these elections, okay? Because I think it was along episode five that I introduced the audience to the idea of a coup party, which is the Democrat Party, the Progressive Party, the left-leaning people, anyone who has left-leaning politics, whether they're Marxist, communist, fascist, um, you know, or socialist. Uh, we talked about that and talked about the fraud, talked about how uh, they had basically stolen the election, how they stuffed the ballot boxes, you know, how they, um, how, how all of the tactics that they used to um, basically steal this election from President Trump to install their own, whomever it is that they appointed. This would have been Joe Biden, obviously. Um, but where do we go from here? Because it is December 8th. Today is supposed to be a very important day in this process. And I believe the next date coming up um, is even more important because it's when the electors go to cast their votes. And they have not certified any of the states yet. Uh, well, I take it back. Some of them have been certified. But some of them have had to renege their certification. And some of them are seriously considering reneging their certification, as they should. Because this election hands down without a doubt was stolen it was taken so think about it it doesn't matter who we voted for it doesn't matter who won it doesn't matter if i voted for trump or if i voted for biden or if i voted third party it doesn't matter if trump won or biden won or third party won it does not matter the point of the matter is that some group of folk took it upon themselves to decide who they thought should be the president of this country for their own personal reasons. And they put into place an entire machine that was well organized and well executed, even though 
we'll get to where you know it's not such a well execution but like it was so well organized and so fine-tuned that they were able to actually pull this off in front of everybody but unfortunately for them they were not expecting enough people to be looking and to be aware of their shenanigans to actually figure out that they had done something untoward in this country. What you have to understand is the importance of what it means to steal an election. Now, We've heard about coups in other countries before, just as I stated in, in episode five. We've heard about, you know, um, you know, bloody coups. We've heard about soft coups. We've heard about, you know, uh, presidential coup. We've heard of all a coup. coup. All a coup is is when the people vote for a certain party and then another party comes in and replaces that government or, you know, tosses out the duly elected person or whomever it might be. A coup is basically, you know, it's mutiny. It's it's the people turning against El Capitan. It's the people who are going against the leader. It's, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. It's the, it's, it's the Israelites turning their back on God. However you want to call it, they're saying, you know what? We're not taking this leadership. We're installing our own leader because we don't have faith or believe or want this other leader in power anymore. You know, and when that happens, basically what it means is that it's, it never ends at the person going into power wanting just the power to say they're president. And it's never just that. It's never just a guy saying, I'm going to overthrow this president because I want to be president and I can do it better. It's never that. If you think that that is the case, then you are very, very naive. And I don't mean to call you naive, but you are. Because if someone is going in to take away the leadership of a chosen individual, they nine times out of 10 have the intentions of leading that country, that government or that people in a direction that is selfish and self-serving for them and the party or the people that helped them achieve that coup. Okay. Who helped them achieve taking away that person that the people elected. So it doesn't matter. It does not matter who you voted for. The point of the matter is that these people are trying to take away the vote of the people and put in someone else to do their bidding. So okay, sure. You want to say that Biden is actually the person who won? Okay, fine. I can live with that. But what you have to live with is the fact that the current president isn't performing a coup against Biden because he wants to stay in power and enrich himself. Because, in fact, President Trump is the only president and the only politician, because he's not really a politician, who has lost money, whose wealth has decreased since he's been in power. Everyone else, their wealth has increased. Okay, like they went from Joe Nobody's on Main Street all the way up to, you know, millionaires, some even billionaires. So it's ridiculous to say that Trump is uh, serving his own self-interest in doing this and in being a president. Yeah, sure, he'll be able to market everything later on as President Trump. Sure, everything that he did before is going to it's going to escalate in value. Let me tell you, I have some garbage pill kid cards of Donald Trump and those guys are worth some money now, you know, and like it's it's it has nothing to do with that, even though ultimately that's the way people will see it, you know, um, but 
it just it just goes to my point that it doesn't matter who we voted for. It doesn't matter who I voted for. It doesn't matter who you voted for. The point of the matter is that this is happening in this country. And if they succeed in pulling this off, we will never, ever have another vote that means anything again. And this is the first time that we've been able to vote and it meant something. I would say the second time in about 50 to 60 years. Okay. The second time, because when Trump ran for president in 2016 and he made his announcement in 2015, so many people turned up to vote for that guy that it fucked up their, it fucked up their rigging because the same way that they rigged this election this year, they did in 2016, the exact same way. The difference is here is that they had to go way to the extreme because Trump's vote was so hard. I mean, we had the fucking Amish coming down from the mountains, guys. We had, you know, five generations of hillbillies that were coming out to vote. And they'd probably never seen a fucking voting machine. And I don't mean to downplay on the hillbillies. I love my country folk. But what I'm trying to say is people who had lost faith in the entire system. What do you think it was that drove them to the voting polls? Do you think it was because, oh, well, we heard this guy named Trump? No, it's because there's this innate and forgotten understanding of what this country represents and stands for that these people, it resonated like they knew something's up. Like, I mean, you could tell you could tell that, you know, we the people were were at the threshold of something great, like something that we haven't experienced in a generation or so, you know, like if not more, um, it's, it, it's, it, it was, it is the craziest time to be alive. And even if in the future, this is proven to be all some false paradigm by some, you know, twisted, you know, interactive internet activity, you know, like, God, what a fucking, what a fucking ride it's been. You know what I mean? And like, so I just want to impress on everyone's mind that it doesn't matter who we voted for. What matters right now is that something is not right. Something is amiss. And what you are feeling in your heart and soul on some level that you're not even aware that you do, but you know, at the back of your mind, something's not right. It's not computing. Something's wrong here. Like, why is all of this being so drawn out? Because if you remember back to um, Bush and Gore in 04, you had the same situation where they wanted a recount, but this was one state. It was Florida. The only state that they want to recount in, they had to prove a lot of things. And I mean, the number of votes that needed to be recounted in Florida were minuscule compared to what's going on now. Now, as I told you guys about in episode five, when we were talking about some of the proof and some of the data that was going out there to um, show that there was evidence of fraud and evidence of ballot stuffing and evidence of election rigging and them stealing this election. Like since that time, oh my God, that was like what, two weeks ago or so, maybe more like oodles and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of much more, a lot more information has come out in that time. Like a lot more information has come out since then. So, you know, we have information about 
<laughs> they have video now. Like, they have video now. Like, it's like, oh, you know, the the, the Trump campaign and their, their lawyers, they fought hard, but... <laughs> It's like they were kind of twiddling their thumbs. Like they're saying, we have affidavits, we have witnesses coming forward. They've had hearings in Arizona. They've had hearings in Pennsylvania. They've had hearings in Michigan. They've had hearings in Georgia. And they're like, we have affidavits. We have all these witnesses coming forward, talking about the things that they saw, the things that they experienced, the things that we witnessed, which was everything from Republican um, vote watchers being um, moved out of the room and then people counting votes into the wee hours of the morning, um, which was, you know, people who had gone to vote and then they were told that they couldn't vote because they'd already voted and they hadn't voted, but accordingly so someone voted for them. Um, uh, dead people voting, animals voting, um, uh, people who'd move, people voting in two states at one time, um, ballots vanishing, uh, like a, a shitload of military ballots, balance, uh, military ballots vanishing, like shitload, like thousands thousands of military votes gone like they're not accounted for you know what's up with that you know and and then these these uh software spikes that they're talking about like we have all that information and we have the trump uh the trump team who's there with their lawyers you know giving them all this information but it's kind of like they were just kind of sitting on their thumbs because they let they let uh, the people who are perpetrating this fraud and this coup against the United States of America and its people, they let them like, no, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as voter fraud. No, you have no evidence. There is no evidence. You have no evidence. There is no evidence for two weeks or more. We're already a month into this. Um, they're like, no, there's no evidence. You have no evidence. There is no evidence. We've had every major media news outlet in the fucking world, basically. Major media news outlet, Fox included, saying that there is no evidence. They hardly have any evidence. There might not be any evidence. They're all saying this. And then guess what? This week, they released video. Why didn't you just release this to begin with? No, it's it's... It's everything in due time. Timing is everything. Timing is so important. As unimportant as time is, even though it's the most valuable commodity in the universe, it is everything. And they let... Honestly, guys, from what I understand and from the information that I have heard, <laughs> this was not just your average everyday coup like these people who are behind this coup have been stealing elections for decades not for four decades but four decades literally and the trump administration knew this going into it and now today I heard some new information. <laughs> I heard some new information that really got me like, holy shit. This was a sting operation, guys. Like, this was a sting operation by good forces in the United States government. And some of them were not even Trump supporters. Like, there are people who did not vote for Trump. But they are doing this because we need to preserve the sacredness, the sanctity of our election process so that we as a bastion of hope can still model for the world what it means to have free will 
and what it means to be able to direct our own destinies. Like, point blank, period. Like, that's all there is to it. Like, you can't go to any other country and do the shit that you can do here. You can't go to any other country and talk shit to your elected officials as long as you don't threaten them and, you know, you know, incite violence. You can't do shit like that. You can't go to another country and live your lifestyle as a gay fag and not get thrown off a building. You can't go to another country and be like, you know, a, a bigot or a racist without you know some ramification which is you might think it's good and it is you know i mean i'm not one for violence but the way i see it is if you're going to be a negative crone and sit there in all your hatred you're going to lose business you're going to disenfranchise yourself you're going to be the one who's going to be left alone and alienated because you have these small-minded bigoted ideas you know what i mean like so let them destroy themselves let them ruin themselves if that's what they want to do if they want to be hateful all their life let them do it you know as long as they're not hurting anyone as long as they're not inciting violence let them let them wander in their ignorant fields for all i care you know what i mean and that's the way it should be if people think that the ignorant south is the ignorant south and the ignorant south is into slavery and to racism you know let those let those countries let those states be that way and then watch the states crumble and fall apart as people like there's a mass exodus in droves of people who don't want to be around, you know, racist legislators. You know what I mean? Like, they will destroy themselves because ultimately evil like that cannot thrive where the good of heart is. And so the good of the will of the people would either disempower those people or they would leave those people, you know? So, and you know, who's, it's not your business anyways. Like if, if, it's not affecting you ultimately yes we want to think about the collective but we're also individuals and individually the way i see it is is someone's talking shit about me it's not my business what they think about me that's their opinion they can go ahead and think that about me but ultimately it's not going to affect the way that i you know live and it's not going to affect the decisions i make unless they're in a position to ultimately affect me because they have a certain opinion on me and i've been in that situation before as well you know where someone has an opinion of me and they are in a place where they can actually do something to affect my life and those kind of people, <laughs> they were Democrat. <laughs> Anyways. I just hope that that message is coming across clear. Ultimately speaking, there's so much evidence damning the people who are stealing this election, who are committing this fraud and crime against these United States of America and its people. Um, there is such a massive amount. I'm, I'm almost, I'm tickled and I find it quite humorous. The lengths that these people went to, 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 to defeat Trump because ultimately it's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what party these people are in. It just so happens that it was the Democrat party who's performing this coup. It doesn't matter that Trump is a Republican. The point of the matter is, is that it's happening, you know, fuck party lines, get your fucking mind off of party lines already. Like, what the fuck? Like, why do you have to fucking think like, you know, red and blue, Democrat and Republican? It doesn't fucking matter. What matters is how these people are and what they do. And I don't mean are, but like how they talk and how they address people. I mean, everyone says Trump is such a crass and rude and, and undignified individual, but he's drawing peace with people who are hot to temper and rocket men. Like, hello, like, who are you? You know what I mean? So anyways, <sighs> I 
it's just gotten to that point, you know, and that's why I say, where do we go from here? What happens next? Like, what are we going to do? What will it be? You know, because what, what, what are people going to do when it comes out that Biden did go along with this scheme to, um, you know, take over the country, uh, to take over the presidency, uh, to perform a coup. And, you know, I keep saying coup, I keep saying coup, I keep saying coup, but it's treason. Like, they're trying to overthrow a duly elected president, and they're also trying to change the political way that they govern this based off something that we believe, and ultimately we don't because we're not paying attention, you know? Um, it's treason, treason, crimes against the country and crimes against the constitution, unforgivable. In the old days, the punishment for treason was death. They reinstated the, um, they reinstated the whole death thing when it came to prison. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not a huge person for that, um, the death penalty, but some of the things that these people have done is beyond treason. Um, there's a lot of people involved, you know, um, at least the last two strong two decades of presidents have been involved in this. And not so necessarily speaking that they were buddy, buddy and, Hey, once I get in and, and, and then I get out, you get in and then we'll throw another one of our guys. And they might've, they might've been, uh, you know, scheming and warring against each other, like, like gangs, you know what I mean? But they, they were all moving towards the same goal, at least the last two decades worth of presidents from Obama back to at least, uh, uh, George Bush one senior, um, three decades <laughs> and it's 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 a tough pill to chew but really what are you gonna do when that comes out because people who have always called such things a conspiracy in fact it's coming out that all of this conspiracy is true so what are you gonna do you know um because that's not the only thing that's going to come out. Um, there's a lot of other things. I'm not talking about like the JFK assassinations and stuff like that, because all of that will come out in due time, especially once they dismantle the CIA, because I believe if there's not a huge reform in that organization, it's going to be taken out completely. Uh, Cause the CIA has been a totally unnecessary and volatile part of this country and government that we don't need. They, they, we, they, we have no need for central intelligence. We've got enough intelligence in the military, all that we need, you know, they have, uh, you know, they have probes in outer space and satellites that can track you based on the color of your poop. So, you know, like what the fuck do we need CIA for? What the fuck do we need FBI for? Um, what are we going to do? Because these people have done much worse. And I've alluded it 
I've alluded to it in previous shows, but I have not gotten specific on it. And like I said, guys, I follow my heart. I follow my gut. I follow what resonates inside of me. And if it doesn't, I put it to the side or I put it on the back burner. And if my gut is wrong, I will regroup, reassess and, you know, recommit to whatever it is that, you know, I misconstrued or misunderstood. But we'll get into this when I talk about Doomsday Legacy Part 3, the Hollywood and entertainment media. But a lot of these people who are in power um, by way of political means, economic means, um, government leadership means, military means, and royalty, a lot of them are involved in crimes against humanity. And it's so interesting that that topic has been whitewashed with the veneer of conspiracy theory and, you know, crackpotism and tinfoil hattist. But there's, there's evidence and there's video to show it. Um, I've seen fractions of some have not desired to see full video or anything. I am not a, I'm not a blood and gore kind of person. Um, far be it to say that I don't know how I would react if I were to be in person, like say like in a war type situation or something like that, or a fight like that. Like, I don't know. Everyone's different in different circumstances when it's in front of their face. But I'm not a go and watch hostile and saw kind of guy. Like I didn't I saw part one of each movie and that was it. I cannot stand gore. I cannot stand frivolous like violence. I can't I can't stand gratuitous violence. So, I mean, that's just not my cup of tea, not my cup of tea. Um, so I don't want to see some of these videos that are out there allegedly. But um, we'll get more into that because there's so much news. Like, I feel like I'm talking to my group of friends and groups of people whom I've been around for years and years and years. And we've always respected each other, but we've never had a chance to have this conversation. That's how I feel when I talk on this podcast. I feel like I'm talking with people I've known for decades, but we've never had a chance to have this conversation. And I know you respect me and I know you know that I respect you and that I've always come at you straight. And I'm excited that we can finally have this conversation. I just, I just really want us to be here and present together. Because, you know, especially most of you people, like people on my social medias and stuff like that, that I know personally, you know, I've always been a straight shooter. You know that wherever we were, I always did it fair and I always did it right. You know, I was never that kind of person to do something for my own personal means. 
And I, I make that kind of statement because I feel like you can trust that the things that I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing with you as accurately as I possibly can. And that it comes from a place inside my heart that wants to see everyone do well and to do good, you know? Um, it comes from a place inside my heart that I just want to see us all grow and advance and prosper and be the best that we can be. And that's why I'm sharing this information with you guys. That's why I'm on this podcast. That's why I'm sharing my experience because I don't think that my experience is so unique. But I also don't think that my experience is one that everyone has every single day of their life. And I also don't think that it's an experience that a lot of people have the time to think about. You know what I mean? So I appreciate the ability to be here with you guys. And I can only say that... I can only say that, you know, I'll be able to share and offer more to you all. <laughs> but there is so much shit coming up, you know. There is so much stuff. We are on the cusp. We are on the verge. We are at the threshold of just an amazing time of life. Like, if you think it's been hard, if you've been down in the dumps, if you've had a shitty job, if you've had a life that you don't care for, if you think that you're just done and you'd rather just hold it up and your sarcasm and your cynicism and your hatred for people... Like, seriously, guys, we're at a point in time where all of that can change and we can just breathe and be and do whatever the fuck we want to do. We're there. We're right there. Just listen. Listen and look Listen and look and have an open mind and an open heart. We're there. We're right there. We are right there. We just need to push a little more forward. And I think I'm going to end it there for tonight. And when I get back, we're going to talk about some of them Hollywood weirdos. Till then, you guys have a good night or a good day wherever you are but always remember i love you and thank you we'll talk to you next time <laughs>